0: Welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast, where today's brightest minds in the medical device industry go to get their most useful and actionable insider knowledge, direct from some of the world's leading medical device experts and companies.
1: Have you ever had a wipeout during your medical device product development? It happens. I hope you can avoid it. And our guest on today's episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast, she wants to help you avoid your wipeouts as well. Our guest is Megan Alonzo with Amua Services. She's offered a special guide for the listeners of the Global Medical Device Podcast. And you can find that at amua-services.com i m u a slash greenlight. Again, amua-services.com slash greenlight. There you will find the most common wipeouts in medical device product development and how to avoid them. Megan shares some stories about how Amua services can help those engaged in medical device product development get to the promised land. And that is getting your product to market. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this Exciting episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Global Medical Device Podcast. This is your host, founder and VP of quality and regulatory at Greenlight.guru, John Spear. Today I have Megan Alonzo. Megan is with Amua and she is also known for her own medical device podcast inspired by Amua and her valuable connections in the medical device industry. Megan is a patriotic military wife, a pet parent, founder, and co-founder of four successful companies who thrives on guiding medical device and IVD companies through development and manufacturing. When she isn't helping others, Megan is hard at work on her MBA. She is pursuing from Auburn University Staying active with her adorable Husky Abby, crossfitting, enjoying great restaurants and fine wine with her husband, and soaking up the sun in Southern California beaches. Find out more about her insight, guidance, resources, and great stories at amua-services.com. That is I-M-U-A-services.com. And get her free top 10 medical device development tips at that site. So, Megan, great for you to join us today. As I was reading through that, I, I got a little jealous, uh, soaking up the sun on Southern California beaches. I'll have to admit it's it's been a while since I've been on a beach in Southern California, but maybe I should make that happen here soon.
0: Yeah, we would love to have you and I'll host you. We'll go surfing and just get in the water and escape the crazy <laughs> weather that you guys are having.
1: Well, yeah, I, I keep thinking spring's going to get here any day now here in the Midwest, and the sun's shining today, And, and uh, but the, the opportunity to go surfing, yeah, I would love that. I've never been. I'm not sure I'm all that graceful on a surfboard, but I'll give it the old college try. So as as much as we could probably spend time talking on this podcast about beaches and surfing and all that sort of thing, I'm sure our audience wants to know a little bit about your background and how you got into medical devices.
0: So I never anticipated that I would end up where I'm at today. When I was very young, I wanted to work at a very nice resort on a on a small island and live at the resort. And I achieved that dream at the age of 23. Right. <laughs> so I worked at a resort called uh, Four Seasons Lanai at Manelli Bay, and I actually did get to live in the resort because I didn't have any housing at the time. Right. and that was really fun. I I loved hotels, although I didn't see myself moving up in hospitality. So I got back to what I was good at, which was athletics and being involved in that world. I was a gymnast all the way through college. So I moved to the great state of California and San Diego and started coaching gymnastics. I was working... I actually worked with some high school collegiate and Olympic level athletes for human performance. And I came across some injured athletes and that's what really drew me into the medical field. So after that, I worked for a general orthopedic rehab clinic, got an opportunity to help start our own orthopedic rehab clinic. And from there, I fell in love with devices, saw the impact that they were having on my patients. And knew that I needed to jump over into this world. So that happened in 2012 and I've I've been helping companies with their innovations ever since.
1: Yeah, I mean it's that's a really great story. I mean my I've shared with others before my entry into Med was well unplanned and I'll say somewhat accidental as well. But once you get into it and you realize, hey, the stuff that I'm doing is actually going into the med- medical devices that are saving lives or improving lives. It's 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 a cause that it's pretty easy to wrap your head around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I feel like everybody has to find their why, as I like to say. You know what? Why are you doing what you do? Uh, what's the passion that drives that? And it's it's pretty easy with medical devices, and you can just look around and see people and animals and a lot of different applications, testing for bio threat agents of sure. botulism, anything that's so applicable to our society. And it's very important and very needed.
1: Right. Right. And, and so you somewhat serendipitously land in San Diego, uh, you're coming from a resort experience, not realizing that San Diego is, is one of the hotbeds in the med device industry.
0: Yeah, I got pretty lucky there.
1: <laughs> I mean, you got the sun, the, the Southern California beach and and this huge med device, biotech, IVD presence. And so talk a little bit about that environment and what that's been like.
0: Yeah, well, the the beach environment and the great weather, that was intentional. <laughs> but the, the rest of it was serendipitous, as you say, and unplanned. Uh, San Diego has got a great community. We're known to be a biotech hub as well as an area for lots of diagnostic companies, some pharmaceutical companies. Uh, And then just up the road in Orange County, we've got a lot of medical devices. So I'm specifically in Carlsbad, which is about 35 to 40 miles north of San Diego proper. So it's a great place because it's right in between San Diego and Orange County.
1: Right. Right. And and I guess, you know, as far as a little bit about your company and and where Amua Services is going. Talk a little bit about that and, and the kind of support services that you provide and how you really get engaged with medical device companies, how you help them bring their products to market. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So Amua Service is very new. And by the time you're hearing this, my website will have launched as well as my new podcast. <laughs> but the I started the company because I've been... Like I said before, I've been helping companies through medical device and product development now for a few years and just identified lots of gaps in the process. And from the point of when someone is actually ready to start with the engineering design and development of their product, uh, that that can be a long time from that idea inception of, say, you have a scientist in the lab at UCSD here in San Diego, and they they've stumbled upon some technology that they really want to commercialize, and you know they have their PhD. They're smart people, but it takes a lot to get a business started, and just knowing everything of okay, how do how do I organize myself? What type do I go for an LLC or an S corp or a C corp? How do I Go through this fundraising process. Who do I need to talk to for fundraising? What about patents? What about... Uh, user needs (laughs) what about market research and then then once you've done all that what about starting a regulatory plan and actually getting the product built so Uh, emu services started to really help those people early on and we we help people in later stages too but uh, like i said that those original needs came from the people that are pretty early on so i also have i mentioned i also have a podcast right That is that takes a three-pronged approach. So it's all geared towards people in medical device and medical product development. So we talk to experts in the industry like John here. So he was a guest recently. And so they can give you insight and guidance to how to get things going and They can also be resources for you to outsource some of the work to, or in John's case, it can be a great tool that can help you in development. We also talk with companies that are pretty far along in development, or they've just launched a product. So that can be helpful guidance to you, uh, you know, someone who's been through it before. And you can hear people talk about what to do all day long, but just hearing from someone that's actually been there, done that can, can be a, a different angle. And then the last part of it, we interview patients whose lives have been changed by medical devices. So that's where the inspiration piece comes into play and kind of points back to the, why are we in this industry in the first right. place? Right. So constantly reminding us, Hey, this is, this is why we're doing all this hard work. This is why, We've been working on this for ten years now, day in, day out. We nice. eat, sleep, and breathe it.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's great that you're able to take that full circle all the way back to the patient. I, I, I'm looking forward to listening to to the podcast when it rolls out here soon. Do you, you know, just not putting you on the spot, but do you have a, a launch date in mind for for the podcast so that I, we can be sure to inform all the the global medical device podcast listeners as to to when and where to go check that out.
0: So by the time this airs it should be live. I'm pretty sure it's going to go live this Friday uh, as of recording so it's April 15th. Okay. And so you can check it out it's inspired by imua.com again that's i m u a. And speaking of imua <laughs> if you're wondering what is that? So imua is a Hawaiian word that means to charge forward, advance despite rough waves. And I chose it because that kind of describes what we go through in the medical device industry. There's always waves that we need to overcome in product development. And of course, it ties back to my love of Hawaii and surfing <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and so, you know, t- talk a little bit about, you know, you, you mentioned your kind of your sweet spot is is the, the earlier stage companies, um, more or less. But talk a little bit more about about if I am that early stage company, what do I come to you for? How do you help me? You know, what, what direction are you going to point me in? What kind of support are you going to provide? Can you talk a little bit more about the specifics of, of when to call Megan, Alonzo, and Amua services.
0: <laughs> yes. So we have built our website and our podcast. So it's just a, a platform for information. And it's a good resource if you're just kind of poking around wanting to know some more things about development. But specifically how we help people one-on-one. And I like to do that one-on-one because every everybody's in a different spot, whether you have a, a diagnostic product or a drug delivery product or an orthopedic, it's just so right. specific. And then even more specific into its application. Uh, so we start out with people that are that are either just starting out or they're in development currently or they're pretty far along and they're looking for manufacturing resources. So we can help guide those early stage companies through, okay, this is the process that you need to go through. How about you do some early stage research? How about you, this is how you formulate your slide deck for when you're talking with investors as early on as that. And then the people in development Really nailing down what is what is your value proposition to the market? Is the market going to be receptive to your product? Okay, what's your regulatory plan? Who are your development partners? You know, who are you working with for engineering, for your usability studies, which are actually required by the FDA now? Right. So yeah. your clinical trials, and and we have all those resources too. So if you're not working with anyone, or maybe you're hunting around for somebody better than who you're working with now, we can help you find those people because we're extremely connected in the industry. And then for those people farther along and looking to scale up to manufacturing, again, we have resources, not only in the manufacturing world, but really defining the manufacturing processes and helping reduce cost there as well as adding value at the same time. And just... Think, thinking strategically about the logistics. You know, where are you selling your product? And if you're selling it solely in the U.S., but you want to manufacture, say, in China, that's that's going to be a logistical challenge to get the products back and forth in the time you need them. So maybe looking at setting if you're looking at costs, then maybe setting up in Mexico versus China, and that that way you're still saving some money, but it's just a lot closer,
1: sure, right, right, no, that's great insights there so you you hit on a few and you, and I'll use your term rough waves, but uh that that companies encounter, but share a little bit more about what you, what you see as some of those common rough waves that that medical device companies encounter during the product development process.
0: I see some people when, when you just start out, especially when you're tight on budget, you need to make your dollar go as far as you can. And that, that certainly needs to happen. But I think some people see that and they, they get focused on that rather than the end goal. So, a lot yeah. of things can be done up front, like not doing proper research. Uh, there's There's been several examples of companies who thought they had a great idea and went full bore into development and then come to find out later that, hey, there's not a market for this or the reimbursement structure for this product is too much of a headache to actually finish developing it. So just backing up and making sure you go through the proper steps is a big one. Another one which which John and Greenlight Guru can help out with is a quality management system and just having that in place because it's not only is it necessary for the FDA and other regulatory bodies to have document history files and everything leading into what is involved with this product, but it just helps you stay organized as a company too. And especially if you're dealing with, you formed this company, you had some investors and then some more investors came in, people left, you got new people, you know, just in terms of having one space for all these documents to live. Is so critical rather than relying on somebody's Word doc on their computer, right. and somebody else has this Excel file on their computer, and again, with those people moving back and forth, things might get well often get lost in translation.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you hit on a couple of things that that I, I, let's dive into a little bit deeper. I mean, it the the company that's just getting started that has, I will we'll say, limited funds uh, to begin with. And yet, you know, they're pursuing this medical device journey. I mean, it's I think you know one of the things I try to educate and because what I'm hearing from you and the conversations that you and I have had uh, prior to today, a big part of what you and I do is about just help educate and inform. Uh, because sometimes, you know, others want to jump into this medical device arena as well, especially inventors and entrepreneurs and such. But it's, uh, you you need to understand what that means when you do that. I mean, there's certainly a a cost associated with bringing a medical device to market that can be pretty substantial, even for a very simple technology. Number one. Number two, you know, you hit on a couple other key points. The need to establish things like a quality management system and documentation for your design controls and risk and so on. Those are, you know, those are entry level, uh, uh, those are barriers to entry, I guess, to the market, but they're also required, expected behaviors from FDA and other regulatory bodies. And some sometimes it really surprises me when when a company says, you know, we're we're we've never done this before, but we're going to try to figure it out, and you know, surely we'll be just fine. It's just a couple of spreadsheets, we'll be good to go, and and they try to you know make some progress on their shoestring budget, and then they realize, oh crap, you know, we. We need to raise about another five million and go through, you know, a lot of testing and clinical studies and all that sort of thing before we can go to market. And I'm just always kind of scratching my head how how that can be such a surprise sometimes, you know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and it it does happen a lot, and part of that is not not necessarily the the company itself, but just again, you want to find the right people to really help you, whether it's a VC firm, angel investor, whether it's a development partner or any company that has resources you use, you you want to vet them and make sure that they're the right fit for you. And sometimes the the sources that people are getting money from aren't helping them along. And so they need to find those they they need to find out that information from other resources. And that that's again one of the reasons why I wanted to start Amoa services.
1: Right, right. I mean, I think you and, and me alike, we're both in this, this space where it's all about value. You know, you know, you have worked very hard in your career in the med device space to build a ton of value and you focus a great deal on on doing all the vetting for all of these different resources, development partners and manufacturing resources. And, you know, for somebody else to just jump in and in and, and do what you already have done. Would be a, a difficult and time-consuming thing. That well, frankly, they don't have to because you've already done it. So, talk a little bit about you know the the work that you know the foundation that you've laid on on how companies sh- can choose development partners and you know why Amua Services is a great resource for them to come to to help with those types of tasks.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're very connected in the industry and we've been around so that we're able to know, based on what type of product you're developing, what goes around that. So there, there is common threads that everybody needs to have. Everybody needs to have a regulatory plan and a quality management system and everybody in devices, they need to go through engineering. And then you need to scale up and either bring in manufacturing in-house or go to a contract manufacturer. But then there's specifics around that. So... For instance, my my father-in-law is a regulatory and quality assurance consultant, and he has his specialties. He's done a lot in orthopedics, a lot in cardiovascular. But you know he doesn't know in vitro diagnostics, for instance. So I would send them somewhere else.
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> and you, you don't want to mismatch. And for a company just starting out that hasn't been in the industry, they don't know necessarily who to go through. So they need to do a lot of homework. And my site and my podcast is based on being that one single resource where you can go to and you can find out, okay, this is my product. Who do I need to go to first? This is what I'm building over here. Who do I need to go to?
1: Right, right. No, that's, that's great. I mean, it's it's one of the things that that I realized many years ago when I started my own consulting practice as well as is being a guy that that knows where to point uh, a startup, an entrepreneur, an early-stage company, where to point them, where to guide them, how to direct them. There's a lot to be said for that. And, and uh, you know, because that startup wants to get, you know, number one, we already talked about, they, they have limited funds to begin with, and they might want to get the most value and the most bang for their buck, so to speak. So being mm-hmm. able to point them in the in the direction that that aligns with their budget and their resources, that's that's a pretty key thing to be able to do.
0: Yeah. And another example is if you're if you are developing an a cutting-edge knee replacement, well, there's a different engineering method for that. Maybe you're dealing with titanium or different metals or hard plastics, versus if you're developing an in vitro diagnostic device that is dealing with reagents and uh, samples of blood or urine or saliva it's it's a totally different animal even though it's in the same umbrella industry
1: right absolutely all right so you told me to to throw this out there and you had a surprise something that you wanted to to give our listening audience so uh, you didn't really tell me what that's all about so do you want uh, you want it to still be a surprise or do you want to give it away? I mean, how do you want to? How do you want to? Uh, I guess share this information with the listeners of the Global Medical Device Podcast.
0: So I've created a special guide. It's the the most common wipeouts in medical device product <laughs> Keep development. Keeping up with the surfing
1: theme, huh? <laughs> yes.
0: So the the most common wipeouts in medical product development and how to avoid them. So you can access that. You can go to imua servicescom dot com again that's i m u a dash services dot com slash greenlight nice. so that's where that document will live and you can go there and access it download it from there
1: yeah and we'll so make sure
0: especially for your, your listeners
1: great thank you for doing that and we'll, and we'll make sure in in the the text that associates the this uh, this podcast that we will well, be sure to put a link there too so that people have access to that. So I appreciate you doing that. So Megan, any anything else on your mind that that you want to share, you know, kind of a last minute tip uh, before we wrap up our conversation today, the gotcha or, or uh, a wipeout <laughs> that you want uh, med device companies to be aware of, uh, especially as, you know, you've been growing your business and and establishing this podcast and, and, you know, continuing to work within the industry. What, what, what wipeout should I try to avoid that uh, you can share right now with me?
0: Mm, A wipeout that you
1: can avoid. I know, I just put you on the spot, didn't I? I I mean, we'll say it another way. Is there, is there one common thing or theme that you hear or see over and over and over again that, that uh, you, you, you just want to make sure that that the listeners of this podcast take care of and deal with because, you know, it's something that, that you just hear so often.
0: Yep. So that I would say, start with the end in mind. So what, what is the product going to look like? What is it going to feel like in the end and we'll work backwards in development?
1: Well, that's, that's pretty good advice. And, and I think that aligns very well with, with, you know, a design control strategy, understanding how your user needs feed into the entire process and, and align with your indications for use and intended use. So, Megan, I appreciate you being the guest today on the Global Medical Device Podcast. Again, folks, check her out. It's Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N, Alonzo, L-A-L-O-N-S-O. You can find more about her and her company at Amua. Hyphen services again, that's IMUA hyphen services.com. And check her out on LinkedIn, reach out to her, and be sure to take care and get that free wipeout guide that she's published by going to Amua hyphen services slash Greenlight to learn more. This has been John Spear, the founder and VP of quality and regulatory at Greenlight.guru. Greenlight.guru has an amazing software platform that makes Managing your entire quality management system, your design controls, your risk management. So easy and so simple that it's really hard to imagine how much your life is going to change after you start using Greenlight.Guru. So be sure to go to Greenlight.Guru, request the demo, learn more about our software package and how that can help save you hundreds of hours over the next 12 months of your life. Again, thank you for listening to the Global Medical Device Podcast.